Sunday. So let's start with John 3.16. Hallelujah. Well, I'm grateful to God for the privilege of being here today. Rather, being home today. Amen. Um, I, a week ago, I don't think that that was the plan. Um, or just a few days ago, I don't think that was the plan. But somehow, God in his own doing has brought us here. Before I say a few words, you know, I, I don't have too much to say. I'm not like uh, Bishop Ennis who has a lot, of, a lot of things to say. I always run out of words. So I'm going to pray for a short time. But um, I want to thank God for today. Uh, like he said, we've been away for quite a while. Um, two and a half years exactly. It would have been this July would be one year in the church in Jaws. Today we are not uh, on Facebook because I don't want the church in Jaws to cry. So they don't want, I don't want to see us preaching here. So we are not on Facebook live. But it's a blessing. Went with a team of people and um, by the grace of God, they are doing well. We left some of them there to go to other regions and continue with the work. Uh, went with my wife, Lady Pastor Elsie, and also, she's right here, all right, and the team, they're going to come up, all right, and also when with um, Pastor Edward and his wife, Auntie Sandra, and um, maybe Pastor Edward will bring special greetings from Nigeria to the church. Please come up, come up, come up. And I want Lady Pastor Elsie to also come up. Come, come, please. Clap your hands for them as they come up. What a shock. All right. Pastor Edward. So, uh, when I went in January 2021, um, I was preaching one day. I think in April, I was preaching in the church. Then suddenly I saw somebody walking towards me. And then when I looked, it was my friend and brother, you know. He's also he's my classmate from university. He's a lawyer by profession and um, pastor. And I saw him walking. I said, what are, you, what are you doing? He said, I've come and to go no more. What a blessing. So for two, uh, two years plus, he has been with me in Nigeria with his family, his wife and daughter. And it's been a blessing. So can you say hello to the church? Edward. Hello. My mandate is to say hello to you, church. So I say a big hello to everybody. Well, thank you all very much. And um, thank you, Bishop, for this um, singular honor. 
and um, thank you, uh, Bishop Ernest. Um, we decided, myself and my family, when we realized that Bishop Saki was going to Nigeria, we had to stop everything we were doing and we said we were going to join him. We took our family there and we've been there with him. And it's been an amazing experience working with this man of God. We've learned a lot. He's imparted to us and we've been partakers of the grace that is upon his life. We bless God for this church because here is where we cut our teeth in ministry. So we believe that this is a very powerful assembly that you are in. Um, we are well by grace and we have come with him and we are prepared to go anywhere he goes with him. We came back home for us. We didn't come in wheelchairs. We didn't come on stretches. We didn't come by air ambulance. But we have come in body, soul, and spirit alive. And we give glory to God. Amen. Greetings from the churches in Ibadan and in Jaws. Thank you so much, Bishop. Clap your hands for the Lord. Thank you very much. And uh wife was in charge of many things in the church. As she come, she's struggling from withdrawal symptoms. She doesn't know how to relate without the people around her. So please say hello to us as well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow. By God's grace, it was a blessing to go out on a mission. I mean, not everyone gets that privilege. And if you had asked me probably five years ago, I wouldn't have expected it. I wouldn't have thought I would also go. I remember telling other people that it's a blessing to go on missions. So enjoy as you are there and stuff. Little did I know. But by God's grace, we have gone. It was a wonderful time out there, I must admit. It was, it was wonderful. We met nice people. We were blessed to hang out with people out there and you can see that the gospel needs to go out more there's so much work to be done there's so so much work unfortunately the people to do the work are not that many but one thing i realized was that once it goes out there there are people to hold on to it and then continue with the work of god so all i'll say is that as you're here pray for those outside we are blessed to have what we have here but others don't have it so just pray for them but it's a blessing to be back. It's a blessing to see so many familiar faces. It's, it's, it's a joy. It's a joy. It's not like you go and come back and you realize that people are not around. But by God's grace, we have come back home. And we have also come to... I can see you, Pastor Michael. We have come back and we can see the people we knew. People we left behind. All I can say is we give God the glory and I pray that for each and every one of us, let's hold on to what we have. Bishop Ernest, God bless you for what you have done. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you uh, for keeping it together. And all the pastors, all the pastors who have helped him, 
so that we can see what we have here today. We are blessed with a good thing. Let's hold on to it. And I believe that as his word says, in his time, he will make all things perfect. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Clap your hands for the Lord. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a blessing and what a privilege. Hallelujah. So, um, like we said, um, Bishop Ernest called me yesterday and told me that as I've come back, anybody who wants to invite me has to pass through him. So, I have deleted my email address and sent my email address to all my friends. Nobody can invite me without seeking permission from him and this church. Yes, sir, I salute you. <laughs> What a blessing, what a privilege. I want to thank God for his life and for the grace of God on his life and the anointing and the power and the ministration and the grace that God has placed on him to be a blessing to so many people and we really want to thank God. And um, it's been a good experience out there. I was telling one of my sons that if you don't go on mission, you don't understand a lot of things. Uh, we've seen... I'll say that a lot has been accomplished by the grace of God and also by the help I have. I always tell people that the greatest thing, two things that you need in ministry is place and help. A place and help. If you have a good place and good helpers, you'll do very well. May God bless us to the great helpers in this ministry. You need a good place to shout amen. So, in Ibadan, God helped us to build. We got a land and we started the building and it's gone up, completed now. And in Jaws, like I said, we're going to be one year in July. Um, this July is going to be one year. God bless us. A beautiful cathedral as well. And um, several souls saved. And um, we had one wedding. So, we're going to have our first wedding as well. Major wedding that is coming up. And uh, God has been really, really kind and gracious to us I about a, about a month about six weeks ago Bishop Prophet sent me to go and be with our visa church in um, Brazil so I've been in Brazil for the past six weeks so I was supposed to return to um, Jaws and then the direction came that I should come back home so I'm blessed to be here by the grace of God Amen. I'm really, we're really honored to be here. And of course, um, we are going to be here with all of you, and um, including Bishop Ernest. And um, I'm, he is a, Bishop Ernest is a convener. So I am going to assist in whatever assignment he gives me by the grace of God. Somebody say amen. That is how it is in the Makairos Church, where Bishop Adi pastors the Makairos Church. He also has a convener who he takes instruction from. You know, Jesus said to Peter that when you were a child, you could do what you want to do. You could go anywhere you want to go. But when you grow, you stretch your hand and another will lead you. The older you grow, the more mature you are, the easier it is to be led. Am I talking to anybody here? You see... You would think that when you were a child, you are, I mean, when you are old, you are free to do anything else. But Jesus told Peter, when you were a child, you could go anywhere. But when you, as you grow, a time will come when you stretch your hand and another will lead you. So it's a blessing to be led. 
Can I have a loud amen? So I want to really thank again uh, Bishop Ennis for this awesome privilege. I'm going to be here. This is my home. This is my home. Everybody has a home. Amen. Everybody has a home. And I'm glad to be home. And I'm glad to be uh, part of the great work God is doing. And I'm glad to join us to fill the cathedral over and over and over again. I thought you would shout your loudest amen. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? What a blessing. So this is my John 3.16. When I went to Brazil, they were having John 3. They, had, they gave me the t-shirt. So it has just coincided with our John 3.16. Clap your hand for the Lord, somebody. So, um, in short, God's grace has multiplied here in our lives. And today, as we share the word of God, I believe that for the short time we have here, God is going to be gracious to us. I would also ask you to join me in prayer. I guess my coming coincided, just coincided with my mother going to theater this morning. She fell and broke her legs at two places. So we've been with a doctor back and forth. She's just about to be wheeled into the theater for a major surgery. So I'd ask you to bow our heads and let's pray together if you don't mind. Father, we pray for mom that you would be with her and see her through and let this surgery be successful to your glory and for your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. God is gracious and God is faithful. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So I'm going to start straight away. Can I preach to somebody here? I said, can I preach to somebody here? Okay, let's go to John chapter 3 and verse number 16. I'm starting to preach, I tell you. Have you found John chapter 3 verse 16? It's a passage that even the devil knows. So ask your neighbor, hold your neighbor's ear and put the ear and say, do you know John chapter 3 verse 16? I said, pull the ear very hard and ask him, do you know John chapter 3 verse 16? What a shock. You should, know it so, you should know it so well that you read from the bottom to top. All right. So can we all stand on our, to our feet and stay together? Shout it loud, louder than anybody you can hear. Ready? Go. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever Believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting. Can we take it one more time? Louder than you did. Ready, go. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave us that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You may be seated. In the house of the Lord. This is by far the most popular scripture in the Bible. They, they, they say that the next scripture that is most popular is John is um, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. But this is by far the most popular 
verse of scripture in the Bible. So today, for all of us who are here, and I want everybody to be quiet, no walking around, some are walking up and down, please, I just make sure that we're all seated and that everybody is um, positioned well, because it's going to be a very short but powerful message for you. I thought you would say amen. So, what are we talking about today? What is the reason? Why is this verse so important? This verse carries the theme of the Bible. This verse carries every part of um, God's mandate and God's agenda for mankind. Amen. For God so loved the world... So there are a few points that we'll look at in the next 30 minutes and we are done. Believe it, shout amen. So, number one, God is the greatest person ever to invite, to love this world. Can I have an amen? God is the most important person ever. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here? To love this world. Has anybody been in love before? If you are being in love, give me a wave. Give me a wave of your hand. What a shock. Now, it's great to be loved by a nice person. Have you, ladies, have you seen a young man before? And he said, I wish that this man would fall in love with me. One day I met a young, I met, I met a, I, I met a lady. This brother cooks, this lady cooks for the brother all the time. I said, brother, do you love her? He said, I'm looking at one or two. I said, no, 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 no. You have eaten her food too long enough not to fall in love with her. What a shock. Are you still here? We're all looking for somebody to love. This word loves love. That's, that's one of the most important ingredients in life. The l- real love. Now the Bible says that for God, the most important person. Hmm, are you still in church? The most important person. God is more important than president of Ghana. I know you didn't hear me. God is more important than president of America. I'm talking to somebody here. For God, something for God. He's the most important person, I tell you. He's more important than your husband. He's more important than your boss. For God, for God, for God, for God, for God, for God. God is more important than anybody can come across with. What a blessing. What a blessing. We boast about our husbands. We boast about our bosses. We boast about our wives. But there's nobody greater than God. You may not have, you may not have a husband. You may not have a wife. But there's a God who loves you. There's a God who cares about you. There's a God who can take care of your life. For God. For God. For God. So love the world. Now look at number two. I'll tell you very quickly. God shows... <laughs> The greatest love ever shown in, by anyone and to anyone. God exhibits the greatest love 
show. My wife was telling me the other day, I don't know what, have you found the ring that was missing? My wife told me the other day that her engagement ring is missing. I didn't say anything. But I know a place in Dansuman where they sell rings. The highest price is 200 cities. I didn't tell her anything, but I, I, I'll go and buy one at Dansuman. Get a nice box and wrap it. And tell I've got a replacer for your ring. I, I, I don't know why I said it here. I'm sure she saw it. She would say that ah, this is an expensive ring. But it's no more than 200 CDs. What a shock. One day when I get money, I'll buy her an expensive one. But God shows us the most, the real, what real love is. The love of God is immeasurable. Am I talking to anybody here? It's so high. You can't get oh, it's so low. You can't get under. It's so wide. You can get around it. Oh, wonderful love. God's love is so wonderful. God's love is so wonderful. God's love is so wonderful. Oh, wonderful. He's so high. He's so high. You can't get over it and it's so low. You can't get under it and it's so wide. You can't get around it. Oh, what a God's love, God's love. So wonderful, God's love. He's so wonderful, God's love. He's so wonderful. Oh, what a so So low, you can't get under it, and he's so wide, you can't get under it. Oh, wonderful love! Clap your hands and give hey! Shout like you believe it! 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 Hallelujah. The greatest love ever shown. The greatest love ever shown is the love of Christ. A few months ago, I believe somewhere around March, I saw on social media that one of our pastors in Gabon had died. Now, he got married a few years down the road. Beautiful, I think he has two children. Beautiful wife. Now, how did he die? In Gabon, there's a lot of water everywhere. So to go from one state to the other, you've got to get on the boat and cross. So she, he was crossing the boat uh, to another city. And then the boat they were in started to sink. The boat was started water was seeping into the thing and the boat started to sink. There are life jackets on the on the boat. So they threw the life jacket to everybody. Take it, take it, take it. But there's a woman sitting by her. An elderly woman who didn't have life jacket. So our pastor gave his life jacket to her. Because they said they have called for SOS to bring more life jackets. So he thought that, oh, I can swim for a while. 
I can I can know a little bit of I can swim for a while, but the time the life jacket comes, I will be able then I'll be saved. So that that is how it happened. The long and short of it, the water swallowed everybody except those in life jackets. By the time the, the, the rest of the life jacket came, a pastor was gone. It took three days before his body was, I mean, swept to the shore. Now, that was a pathetic story. I mean, I thought about it. I mean, what sort of death is this? He was okay. He had his life jacket. But he offered it to somebody else. Not that he expected to die. He was waiting for the life, his life jacket. And the life jacket never came back. He was buried a few weeks after. Now, compare this with the love of Christ. Of course, he gave out what was keeping him alive. But he didn't expect to die. He did not expect to. He hoped that his, I mean, the thing would come early enough and then he'll be rescued. But it never came. It broke me because I knew him very, very well. It broke my heart so badly. Because I thought that it was an avoidable death. But he wanted to help somebody. But you see, when it comes to the love of Jesus, Jesus gave us his life. Not that he wanted his life to be saved. He knew that when I gave my life, that is it. That's what's going to come. The greatest way God demonstrated his love. Bible says that God, for God so loved the world. He so loved us. He so loved us. He so loved us that he gave up his only begotten son. That is the extent to which he loves us. That is the level to which he loves us. So much. I don't know where you came from. But today I have a message for somebody here. I don't know what disappointment you have had in this life. Is there anybody who has been disappointed before? Can I see your hand you have been disappointed before? People have let you down. The boy told you, when I see you, my heart moved from the left to the right. You know, our dad now, he was lying to you. I'm talking to somebody else. But there's a God who never lied to you. The God who is, who is, whose words are true. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you. For God so loved Ekua. For God so loved Johnny. For God so loved Michael. For God so loved Keku. But he gave. I'm giving this son out. I'm giving my son out for your sake. That is what the Bible says. How shall we escape if we neglect such love? This love is immeasurable. I'm talking to somebody here. Are you still in church? Are you still in church? The extent of this, this love of God costing his son. Mothers know. Mothers know the price of a child. The value of a child. Parents know how precious it is. I remember years ago, you know, when my, my daughter was a little baby. My wife and I were watching television. And my little baby was lying on my wife's laps. Then I saw that her head was moving, sleeping. And then she was carrying my precious daughter. My precious daughter, you are carrying her and you are sleeping. What a shock. I looked and I said, no, 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 this I don't like it. So I went and collected my daughter from her. And I said, sleep until you fall down. I don't care because I'm carrying my daughter. What a shock. 
carried my daughter and then I sat down and I was watching television. I was watching television as I sat down with my baby in my arms. Before I realized, my wife was snatching my daughter from my hand. You give my daughter, you to sleep until you fall down. What a shock. Before I, I was also sleeping and falling down. Parents know the price, the price of a child. The value of a child. But there's a God who says, I love my child, but I love the world so much. I'm willing to sacrifice my son. Give up my son for your sake and for the sake of the world. Come on, shout hallelujah. You turn and say, thank you, Jesus. I didn't hear you at all. One more time. For the last time. For God so loved this world that he gave us not one of his sons. Not one out of 20. I met a, a lady who told me that uh, in a church in Joss, her father had 22 children. And she is number 20. So I call her number 20. That's her name, the name I gave her. I knew a pastor in our church. His, uh, his father in, was in Kumasi. He had 60 children. So when he sees one of the sons, he says, Which one is your mother? What a shock. Which one of the women is your mother? Now, this man who has 60 children became one of the best farmers in Ghana some years ago because his sons were helping him on the farm. What a shock. But this lady who was number 20, I asked her, what was the reason? What was behind your father, father's mind? She said, my father wanted to have a boy. So he married the first one. One, two, three, four, five girls. Woman, go away. I want a second woman. One, two, three, four, five girls. Go away. I want another one. All of them had so now has 20, 21 girls and one boy. Then he went on retirement. What a shock. Are you still here? And the boy, but the boy is also saying, you know, there's no, there's no, I mean, good, good, nothing coming out of the boy. The boy there you are fighting over, it becomes saying. What a shock. But I'm saying to you, everybody here, that God didn't have 20, 30. God had only one. Only one. And God looked at our plight. He looked at your sin. He looked at your condition. He looked at your weakness. He looked at your frailty. And said, I'm going to sacrifice the only begotten son. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Am I talking to anybody here? That is the extent of God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave us. When Jesus was down on the cross, for, for, for once, his father turned his eyes off him because he could not behold his son being maltreated, being pierced, all the pain the son was going through. And the Bible says that Jesus said, my father, my father, my father, my father, how have you forsaken me? I'm your only child. I thought I was so precious to you, but you sent me to die. I didn't know it was going to be so painful. Jesus said before he went to the cross, he begged them, he begged them, he begged his father, if it was possible, don't let this cup come upon me. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? So when he was on the cross, the father could not behold his son die. 
He could not look at the pain, the agony, the sweat of blood. He could not look at his own son on the cross. Bible says he turned off his eyes. And, the, and, the, and Jesus prayed and said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Even you, when your child goes to school and doesn't do well in the exam, you feel depressed. You feel sad. But not for God. God said, yes, I feel the pain of my son. But I love this world too much. I'm willing to sacrifice my only son. That is why I feel, I mean, it, it, it's a shame and an embarrassment. You can walk in this world without accepting the love of Jesus. The extent to which you went. The price he paid. Let me give you two more points and we close. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Am I talking to anybody here? Are you, ask your neighbor, is a man talking to you? Hallelujah. God gave the greatest gift ever. The greatest gift ever. The gift of his only son. The next point. God gives the greatest invitation ever. The greatest invitation ever. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The greatest invitation ever. Now remember. But God says, I'm giving you my only, my only begotten son. I'm giving him to the world. To everybody. The love of God is big enough to reach every single person. We human beings, we are limited and restrained in our love. When you want to marry somebody, one of the first thing your parents will ask you, where does she come from? Is she an Asante? I don't want Asante. Is she an Ewe? I don't, from Nogopo? I don't want Ewe. Where is she from? Where is she from? Where, 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 is she, where is she from? Parents are interested. Because our love cannot reach everybody. I love some of you. We love guns. We love fantasies. We love airways. We are restrained by our love. But there is a God. It doesn't matter where you come from. You may come from the northern part of Ghana. You may come from the sea. You may come from across the ocean. For God so loved the world. It includes you. I said it includes you. I'm not talking to anybody here. Push your neighbor and say, it includes you. It in push him until he falls down. Say, it includes you. It includes you. Hallelujah. An ugly boy like you. No boy, no girl loves you. But the God who loves you the way you are. With your ears. Your ears are like a mat. But there's a God who loves you the way you are. Because he made you beautiful. Shut your One day I was officiating a wedding. When I saw the couple, when I saw the woman, the man has the man, the woman has gone to bring has brought, I said, This girl, bah, where were her eyes when she was saying yes? The boy's head is like alokoto. Do you alokoto? What a shock. And the girl is standing there and smiling all through the wedding. I said, Oh, this girl has made a mistake. What a shock to marry such an ugly boy. But bless God, for God so loves us. It doesn't matter the shape of your head. 
It doesn't matter the tribe you belong to. It doesn't matter where you came from. For God so loved the world. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. For God so loved the world. Loved you as you are. Love you poor, love you rich, love you in whatever state. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now listen, the greatest invitation. Some say the greatest invitation. The Bible says so loved that he gives only begotten whosoever. You know, a lot of invitations are limited. You go to South Africa some years back. They say that they will see signs on the, we go to a restaurant, you see a sign on, on the, at the door that invitation is restricted. Blacks are not welcome here. What a shock. Are you still in church? Many places, yeah, it's limited. And all of us, our invitations are limited. For example, if God's love is for all graduates here. How many of us will be qualified? If you are graduate, stand to your feet. If you are graduate, stand to your feet. Oh, until you are disqualified. What a shock. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that if God's love for only graduates, until B is disqualified? Because the only university he has gone to is the University of UD. That's the only university until B has gone to. Clap your hands for the Lord. So look at it. Keep standing. Keep standing. So only these, only these are invited. Only these are invited. How limited? Dr. Baka, can you imagine how limited God's love is? So few of us. So few of us. Sit down. Okay. Now the love of God is for only those who have cars. If you have a car, stand up. If you have a car, stand up. I said, if you have a car, stand up now. So we'll see whether the what? What? I'm the one sitting by you. Where is your car? Where is your car? Where is your car? So you are excluded. Pastor Achi, you are excluded because you don't have a car. What a shock. What a shock. Oh, please don't sit. Keep standing. So look at the whole church. For God so loved those who have cars. God so loved that he gave them because so as many as have cars will not perish. What a shock. Sit down. Okay. God, for God so loved the world that he gave only because of son. There are many women. I believe so. God loves for only women. Ladies, stand up. Let me see. So it means all the men are going to hell. What a shock. What a shock. Okay, sit down. Now, finally, God's love is for only millionaires. Hey! No, 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 no. Not millionaires by faith. I'm talking about if you have one million CDs in your account, stand up and let's see. If you have one million, I'm going to ask you to give 100,000 as an offering. What a shock. Almost everybody is disqualified, including Bishop, Bishop Ennis. I am amazed that no one single person is a millionaire here. 
But see our story changing in the name of Jesus. Our story will change. Our story will change. God will promote us. God will bless us. God will help us. God will exhort us. Chariots! Amen. But look at the scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son that whosoever it means anybody it means anybody is there anybody who can put is there anybody in this church who can put anybody for your name if you're anybody stand up and let me see I say if you're anybody stand up and let me see if you're anybody 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 stand up and let me see or oh, those of you sitting you are what what are you I said those of you who are you Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Today I came to tell you, you are qualified. You are qualified for salvation. You are qualified for salvation. I want you to move to 12 people and have them and tell them you are qualified. You are qualified. You are qualified. You may not be a millionaire. You may not be a graduate, you may not be married, but you are qualified. You are qualified. You are qualified. Have them until you are qualified. Qualified for salvation. Qualified for salvation. Qualified for salvation. I said 12. Have them and tell them you are qualified. 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 Somebody shout yeah. Say I am qualified. Say I am qualified. I came to test somebody here. They came to wake you up from the house. They came and called you. But today you are qualified for salvation. Are you still here? Nobody should go out. I see some people walking out. Please let them stay in. Ushers. Help them to stay. They are walking out. Too many of them. My God. My God. I'll tell you a story. And then I'll close. Listen. There's a lady. You can keep standing. I'm going to close shortly. Everybody. All those at the end. Stand up. Everybody at the end. Stand up. Everybody. There was a lady. In one of our churches. A gentleman, no more talking, no more talking. Everybody keep quiet. I'm finishing preaching. This lady, Bishop Ernest, a certain good brother came to her. He was interested in marrying her. The brother said all that she could, he could ever say. Good Christian, good character, has a job, everything is working well. But the sister said no. Pastors went to talk to the sister. Why are you saying no? He said, I don't want to give any, I don't want to tell anybody the reason. Everybody went and spoke to the lady. Because as far as you are concerned, she, he, he was a good brother. But the sister kept on saying no. So one day, we connect this sister, myself and the pastor of that branch. We said, tell us the reason why you are saying no. Do you want to know why she was saying no? Do you really want to know? 
I said, do you really want to know? Can you imagine a good brother? Are you married yet? Why? What are you looking for? Father, deliver this man in the name of Jesus. Look. So the sister said, I will tell you why I, I'm saying no. I don't want. I've been so bad. I've been a bad girl for many years. I don't think that I'm good enough for him. That is why I'm saying no. The reason why she was saying no, that I, because I've been so bad and he is so good. How can such a good guy marry such a bad girl? And truly, she didn't marry the guy. The guy cried, I like you as you are. I like with all your faults. He said, no, no, no. You are too good and I'm too bad. I'm not qualified to be your wife. We are all, we are, we are all shocked. That is the reason. Not because of his tribe. Not because of, but because she's so bad and he's so good. That is the reason. Why she's saying, I don't know what mistakes you have made in life. How many of us have made some mistakes in life? Can I see your hand? I don't know what you have done wrong in your life. But I'm telling you, I'm telling somebody here, in spite of what you have done, there's a God who loves you. Who loves you. Who cares about you. I always remember the day. I've told this story over and over again. I preach in church. And I preach powerfully. In our church, like I'm preaching like, like a house on fire. I preach powerfully. In the Kodesh some years ago. When I finished preaching. All my friends came around. We're drinking Coca-Cola together. We're chatting in front of the church. Like it is, you know, when you go to church and the service ends. All your friends come and crowd around you. And we're drinking Coca-Cola. We're chatting. Very happy to see one wearing beautiful shoes and, and, and suits and all that. We're, we're, we're so happy with ourselves. Then I faced somebody. Come, come. I faced somebody tapping me at the back. Hello, hello, hello. That person come up so they can see the person tapped me. Hello, hello, hello. When I turned, I saw this rascal wearing tattered clothes, wearing the feet were dirty, looking like a ragamuffin. I said, what do you want? When I saw him, my first impression was that this guy wants money. So I said, wait. He said, I want to talk to you. I said, wait. Then I kept on chatting with my friends and talking, happy chatting. After about five minutes, the guy tapped me again. Hello, hello, pastor. I said, wait. This I screamed. I, I've just finished preaching a good sermon. I've just preached power. People have clapped, stood up, and all that. But this is Bishop E.H. Saki. This guy was standing there. I said, I said, wait. And the guy went to sit somewhere. After about 10 minutes, the guy tapped me at the back again. Hello, hello, hello. This time I got very impatient. I got irritated as a pastor who had just finished preaching a good sermon. I put my hand in my pocket, took money, and I said, take it and go. Come on, bring it. Rascal. Are you still here? I said, take it and go. Who likes this one? Who likes it? Okay, okay, no, no. One, one, one of the things that is different in Ghana is the price of things. Hey! When my wife went to town 
yesterday, a few days ago. Hmm, I won't tell you what happened. Anyway, so I said, take it. Now, when I stretched my hand to give the money to this gentleman, to my surprise, he pulled his hand back. He said, no, I didn't come because of money. And he put his hand in his own pocket and pulled out some money. He said, I have money. That is not why I came. Then I got interested. I got a little startled. And a little interested in what he had to say. I said, so why do you want to see me? He said, please, pastor. I've not gone to church for more than 10 years. I was walking by when I saw many people coming into this place. And I came and sat at the back. And I heard you preach. And when I heard you preach, it touched my heart. He said, I've never heard any preaching like this all my life. It touched my heart. Wait a minute, don't clap, don't clap yet. He said, it touched my heart. And he said, I'm so lonely in life. I don't have any friend. So all I want to ask you is that can I be your friend? That is all I want to ask of you. I didn't come because of money. I didn't come. All I want is I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. And I just want to, I'm asking because the way you preach and the way you talk, I'm asking you, can I be your friend? That's all. I was, I, the bishop who has finished preaching, I was so ashamed of myself. I was so embarrassed about myself that I don't have enough room in my heart to welcome somebody that I feel not good enough to be my friend. But there is a God. You know, from that day, I changed my mind. I changed my perception because I realized no matter how anybody is, everybody needs love. Everybody needs love. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. I don't know where you came from today. I don't know, maybe you're sleeping when they pick you up. They ask you, come and let's go. I don't know what your background, I don't know what you have done in life. That no matter how ugly you feel, no matter how dirty you are, there's a God who still embraces you and welcomes you and said, welcome home. Today, this Sunday afternoon, wherever you are, everybody stand to your feet. If you are certain, can you stand? I'm going to pray with you now. I'm going to pray for you today. You feel lonely. You feel unloved. You feel unwelcome in life. You feel like you are nobody. But it's a God who says, if you can believe in me, you will not perish. You will have everlasting life. God has the best gift you can ever receive. As every head is bowed, every eye closed. Wherever you are standing today, everybody close your eyes where you are. Everybody close your eyes where you are. Where you are. I'm going to give you an special invitation. I'm going to give you a special invitation. He says, anybody who can believe in me will not perish. You will not die and go to hell. But will have eternal life. Today, as we stand in church, somebody invited and you came. Somebody said, let's go and you came. You are sitting out there. Thank you for coming. But this is a better, greater invitation. Thank you for responding to our invitation. But this one, what I'm doing now 
is the greatest of all invitation. Anybody who can believe in me will not perish, but have everlasting life. Where you are standing right now, you want to say, Bishop, today, I want to trust in Jesus. You want to say, today, I want to believe in Jesus. I want to take God seriously in my life. I know I'm a sinner, but today, I need the love of God in my life. If you're standing out there, you say, Bishop, pray for me. I want Jesus to come into my heart. Lift up your right hand and I shall pray with you now. Let your hand go higher than your head, please. Don't look at anybody. Today, this Sunday morning, you are standing at the back, you are standing wherever. You want to say, Bishop, I need this love. I'm lonely. I'm a, I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes, but I need the love of God in my life. Lift your right hand up high. Don't leave this place without welcoming the love of God. I see so many hands lifted. Let your hand go higher than your head because all I'm going to do is to pray for you. Father, thank you for these hands. Now, if you have lifted your hand up, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. I want you to walk from where you are and come to me right here. I want to pray for you specially. Come. Come. Walk and come right now. Come quickly. Clap for them as they come. Oh, go ahead and clap. Come all the way. So others can come. If, yes, come and come and one more step. Yeah, that's fine. The rest of you come closer. Come closer. If you're standing out there today, all those at the back, keep coming. Yeah, that's okay now. It's okay now. Keep coming, every one of you. Every one of you today, as young as you are, as old as you are, today, don't walk out of here without receiving the love of God in your heart. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. I'm waiting for somebody out there who, like the girl, say, I'm not good, I'm too bad, I'm too, I'm, I'm too bad to be married to this guy. God said, I know you, but I still love you. I still love you. Thank you, Father. Now, all of you, lift your two hands up high in front. Lift your two hands up high. Lift your two hands up high. This is the most important part of the service. Lift your two hands up high. Thank you, Father, for these souls. Thank you for those that you've brought them to church. Those who made the effort to bring them. Lord, as they lift their hands up, let today mark a new day for them. A new day of salvation. 
A new day, a new day. Now, if your hands are lifted up, I want you to say this prayer with me. And the whole church, join us and let's say together. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Say it loud. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am. Just as I am. I know I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. But I believe. But I believe. Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. Today. Today. I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am. Just as I am. Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. Make me your child. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. I give my whole life to you. I give my whole life to you. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my savior. Be my savior. Be my lord. Be my lord. Now say I promise. I promise to serve Jesus. To serve Jesus all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for receiving me. For receiving me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for washing away my sins. For washing away my sins. From this moment. From this moment. I am born again. I am born again. I will not perish. I will not perish. I receive eternal life. I receive eternal life. I receive eternal life. I receive eternal life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For hearing my prayer. For hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord, everybody. I thank God for your lives. This is the most important prayer. Everybody just be serious up here. The most important prayer you can ever pray. By this simple prayer you have prayed, your name is written in heaven. What's your name? Pardon? Where do you live? Pardon? Where do you stay? Are town? Are you sad? Are you okay? Today is a new day for you. God knows you. God, angels have written your name in heaven's computer. From today, you are a child of God. Do you understand? Every Sunday, make sure you come to church. And all of you standing here, make sure. What's your name, young man? Pardon? Bismarck. Yeah, where do you live? Ike Town. Wow. Beautiful. Bismarck. It's a new day for you. I'm glad for your life. I want to see you here every Sunday without fail. Because God has begun to do a new thing in your life. And for all of you here, it's a new day for you. Every Sunday, make sure you are here. Make sure you come to church. Sir, sir, come to me, please. What's your name? Stephen, where do you live? Aplak, who invited you? Pastor Henry. Wow, I'm so happy to see you. God is doing a new work in your life. Let today be a new beginning for you. Make sure you're here every Sunday because your life matters to God. The devil's agenda for your life will never come to pass. God's purpose will come to pass in your life. Father, thank you for your mercy and for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.